Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Halves Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson. I'm sitting here with two good friends about to talk some soccer. Uh, across the table from me is Mike. Mike, you want to say hello? Hello, everyone. And then to my right is Chris. Chris, you want to say what's up? What's up, world? All right, so that's who we got today. A lot has been going on in soccer since we last um, sat down and talked with each other, so we'll go ahead and jump right into it. What have, uh, what have y'all been watching since we last talked? Definitely the League's Cup, man. The Miami game was incredible. Um, you know, obviously we saw some other games. Um, I wanted to watch the, the New York game, but it got delayed because of the storms over there. But, yeah, World Cup action, um, Arsenal, Man City. There's a lot going on in the world of soccer. It's coming at you fast and furious. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. Women's World Cup action, League Cup action. Uh, like you mentioned, preseason for a lot of these European teams is happening. So I've been watching. Uh, what did I watch? Oh, I watched the Inter Miami game as well Sunday. That was amazing. Uh, I went to the sporting games, uh, the League Cup games, and those were fun to watch. Uh, well, one of them was. One of them was more fun than the <laughs> other. Um, and then yeah, just World Cup highlights of the women's. Some fun teams there, and some of these League Cup matches on and off. I've been turning on the TV. Uh, last night was a great game with Club America in Nashville with Nashville moving on in a epic game that kind of finished after the 80th minute mark after a tie tie or a zero zero draw for a while. So, yeah, I, I've been watching a lot of those same games, leagues cup, uh, Miami, Dallas was amazing. Went to the sporting KC games, uh, been watching a lot of the women's world cup. I, you and I, Mike, went down Sunday morning to watch the game live. I'm going to be honest, I haven't really watched much soccer since that. Um, but that was a fun game to watch. I've been catching up on some of the other games. Um, Columbia is is looking fun down in the Women's World Cup. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of great soccer going on. And then catching clips from some of the European friendlies going on right now. I saw Pulisic scored a goal over for, is he AC Milan? Yeah. Yeah, he's AC Milan. Yep. Yep. So I saw he, he scored. Yeah. That's good for him. He, good start. He won a penalty and took the penalty and got it. So um lot 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 of fun stuff going on over there in Europe. And uh I'd be I also think it's funny that I've been seeing rumors that Chelsea is trying to sign Tyler Adams. That is gonna be hilarious to me. They they get one American uh to replace the other one and I'm sure he'll <laughs> just be sitting on the bench like the last one was. Is that a rumor or is it credible? Uh, it's a rumor. I, I've heard the deal with uh, with Tyler Adams is finalized. It's just pending uh, physicals now. Mm. Um, so it should happen. But uh, obviously Tyler Adams is hurt and coming off an injury. So maybe something goes wrong in the physical, but we'll see. That would be funny. I do see him playing more because Chelsea's midfield, they got – they signed uh, Enzo Hernandez because he was the Argentine. Uh, yeah. He yeah. kind of was a bust, honestly, for the amount of money that they gave him. Yeah, he's still got a ton of potential, though. He's he's young, but I feel you. Enzo's a good midfielder. They lost uh, Kovacic, mm. right? He went over to – I can't remember where he, he went. He left. Anyway, uh, Chelsea has a rebuilding project. <laughs> yeah, and they have the money to throw away at it, too. Um Another American news, I also saw that Matt Turner signed with Nottingham Forest, I believe. Uh, one of the like lower five teams. Uh, you might want to correct me if I'm wrong, but he will be a starting goalkeeper in the Premier League now, which is great. Um, yeah, we want that. Let me double check that real quick. I can't quite remember where he went. 
but there has been a lot of fun rumors to sort of follow with Americans. I see. Uh, oh, yep, Nottingham Forest is who got Matt Turner. Um, I see AC Milan's been trying to bring on Musa, I believe. So a lot of fun stuff going on over there for some of our top-tier Americans. Hopefully they continue to get better and get some more playing time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goalies, uh, I think there's this cool trend where goalies are taking penalty kicks now. Oh, yeah. I like it. Alyssa Nair nailed hers, man. Dude, that the was an awesome penalty. penalty. Yeah, I, I, I like her a lot. I mean, not only did she, you know, was she ice cold at the line, but then she almost saved it off the line. You know, they said it was 10 millimeters that came between U.S. advancing and being eliminated. It's the goal line technology they use, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I, this, this, it's so layered because there's a debate going on between AI, you know, obviously AI versus human, and that that kind of plays right into that narrative. Mm-hmm. It was a <clears throat> we can't talk about that game. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll dive more into that game later. Uh, we'll try to keep it light to start the podcast. Um, what other goalkeepers were you talking about? Those taking penalties. Uh, I believe there was a Tal- Mexican team. Toluca's goalkeeper took a penalty against Minnesota last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's their penalty taker. He's like their leading scorer in League's Cup. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you're an accurate shooter, why not? Yeah. <clears throat> Goalkeepers nowadays are multifunctional. Like, they got to be able to play because every team plays it out the back nowadays. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's great to see blazing the way for uh, me to take the next penalty for my team, hopefully. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> look, look what's going on. It's I can come up and right take there, it. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City Rec soccer follows <laughs> the arc. Yeah. Um, but a lot to a lot to choose from. Since the last time, we can go ahead and talk about our our coldest moment of the week slash week and a half. I can kick this one off. Um, so we're watching the rerun of Nashville and Club America from last night. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, Walker Zimmerman's celebration on his header, not the goal itself, but he's like shooting guns all like fake guns. That's a <laughs> sick celebration. Uh, so I'll say that's my uh, coldest moment of the week. And definitely knowing so the, the defender scored the header. Yeah. Wow. Center back comes in, heads it in, and then just that's awesome. Throws up some his, fake he, guns. He plays the same position for Nashville that he does for US. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's that's fun to see. That's a funny celebration. So that was the first goal of the game in the 80th minute, and then uh, Club the America. 80th, the first goal was an 80. Yeah, it was something <laughs> late God. like that, and then like the no, finals two two. Yeah, I know it ended two two, but I'm saying like, isn't it nuts how many games have gone to penalties this past week? Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, it's been an amazing tournament for yeah. sure. But that is the worst way to lose, though. You know? <laughs> oh, I don't feel yeah. like it's an accurate determination of the better team. But so if you got to have a result, that's the way to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll propose a question later once we get directly past us about PKs. Uh, but we can go ahead and keep in going with the coldest moment for each of you guys. Yeah, coldest moment, man. I'm going to choose Messi's goals. <laughs> Actually, the goal at the end. All six everyone, of them. <laughs> yeah, everyone knew. I'm going to uh, specifically, this is Inter-Miami uh, last Friday night. Messi gets a free kick and late in the game, probably after in stoppage time, somewhere in there. And it's in the corner again perfectly. So he's done yeah. this forever. And <laughs> there was a meme on the internet. It was Sergio Busquets, like, yeah. You haven't seen Messi before. Everyone else is amazed. <laughs> yeah. And Sergio Busquets has seen this again and again. Messi is deadly from 
kicks. I was seeing was Busquets nonchalant about it, like, oh, just another day. Yeah, just another day. <laughs> and I think it was a Family Guy meme. It was like, oh, first time here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was seeing. I saw some like clips on Twitter of like uh, a non-soccer podcast talking about Messi, and they were like, "Why is this guy laying on the ground here?" And I was like, "Cause he could nail it under the wall if he wanted to. If that guy wasn't there, but uh, yeah, God, he's he can put the ball wherever he wants." Yeah, there are some questions I have about that game, specifically about the scripted feeling <laughs> of it, where there's a couple own goals in the game. The second of which looks very strange because it looks like an attacking player heading the ball into the opposing team's goal but it's not the attacking player it's a defender yeah the, what I the mean, hell is this guy doing i'll explain they teach you to always force the defender to go towards his own goal for that reason it's very difficult to reverse it the defender was probably thinking he was going to head it over the bar because if you if all your momentum is carrying you in, the, in that direction, yeah. it's it's hard to turn it back. So I've been in that position too, where you're trying to head it over the bar, and you know it's it's a game of millimeters. A mistake happens. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's the exact thing uh, Danny Rosero did for the for Sporting against yeah. Toluca. Yes, <laughs> it happens, man. Yeah. yeah, that or it's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna jump into Somebody conspiracy got theories. This episode. <laughs> got paid off. It's part of the messy movement, y'all. No, every, every group has to have a conspiracy theorist. I guess Mike's going to step up and take that role for us. <laughs> it was okay. I uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that game very much. That was a great match. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you have any coldest moment for the past week or so? I'll just play devil's advocate because the obvious is it's clearly messy. Like You can't write a better storyline than this. God comes. He's Not only is he recruiting all his homies over to the United States, right? But he's literally like changed the entire team. Like Everybody's playing better. They were bottom of the MLS. Now they're going to the quarterfinal. He scored, what, five goals in three matches? You know, two come up from behind victories. This is really Hollywood stuff. But I'm going to go with Linda Casiedo from Colombia. I think, oh, I think they beat England um, because England is going to be undermatched now, um, losing their best player to suspension. Uh, and England hasn't played well, really. They kind of... Isn't it crazy that they won the, in penalties? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Teams that are playing better have been eliminated, and teams that aren't playing well are surviving. You know, so it doesn't really matter who the better team is; is who shows up. But yeah. I was gonna go with Linda Casado because she's she's an amazing young player. If you haven't heard, uh, amazing touch. She scored two electrifying goals. She survived cancer. She's 19 years old. She won the Golden Ball like mm -hmm. at 19. Like mm -hmm. she's achieved all this, all these things, overcome so much. So I'm gonna go with her. And Colombia to win over England. Heck yeah. I'm yeah. wearing my Colombia jersey today because <laughs> yeah. I traveled there. It is actually a nice jersey. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That, the, the, the Adidas, that was the only Adidas jersey that I liked this World Cup. Nike did the thing. But that Colombia uh, jersey with the galaxy purple and the yellow stripes, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I saw they sold out of those too, not surprisingly. Um, I hope the men's is as good. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's been fantastic. She's been amazing to watch make make Colombia like a fun team to watch um I can't think if this is their first world cup I don't think it is um but I also wouldn't be surprised given the nature of this specific tournament uh but like I said earlier I said I'd propose a question about PKs uh so I'll go ahead and, and throw this out there I've heard some rumors about well not rumors but you know wild speculation about the best way to determine the end of a soccer game that is tied uh, there's not really a good way, right? But I guess I'll throw it to you. Like, how would you envision a better way to end a game rather than PKs? How would you want it to play out? 
I think there's no no better way because just the suspense and drama of a shootout is amazing, you know, and you get a definitive winner, you know. At the end of the day, people want to see goals. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what else you could do. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I love a good PK shootout. I think it's just interesting to see these professional athletes deal with such a high-pressure situation yeah. that you can see the nerves on their face. And if you've never, like, played 11s or even recreation, like, Taking a penalty kick is a stressful thing. Yeah. Like your entire team is running the entire game. They're all sitting, and this is just the middle of the game, but at the end it's exasperated. Um, and so we actually had in our rec league, it was a shootout at the end of our like final or whatever. I'm not saying like that same stress, but you're up there and everyone's watching you. You get one kick and people will remember uh, what you did. Uh, I made mine for the record. But, <laughs> Got to throw uh, that in we there. Did, we did lose the, the shootout, which was a bummer, but – what else do you do? Have some guy kick a ball from 60 yards, see if it goes in? Yeah. Uh, Are you going to kick field goals? <laughs> one, yeah. one of the uh, things that I've heard, well, one is just to keep playing until the a golden goal scenario. I, I think that's a horrendous idea given that could last another like 90 minutes. Injuries. But, yeah. yeah. It, I've also heard. Um, it kills the rest of the tournament too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more of a hockey type situation where you remove like a player every five minutes until a goal gets scored that would promote scoring quicker than leaving everyone on the field. But I think you run into a similar situation where players are going to get injured that you don't want injured given the nature that PKs only happen in tournaments anyway. And I like the mind games too. Yeah. Who's going where, where did he go the last time? There's also, so I, I actually do kind of like that. You said, taking one play off from each team yep every like five minutes every five minutes so the idea is it creates more space creates more space people can score easier okay and then the first goal just that ends it golden ghost thing yep okay yep so and that's what they do in hockey to some extent those remove players in overtime until someone scores um and then i've also heard well i mean these aren't rumors at all these are just you know talks with friends and, and whatnot but uh people wanting to return to the old MLS uh, PK format where you start around like the 40 yard line and dribble up on the goalie and the goalie can leave the I like line. That. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That that's the way it should be. That's yeah. like ice hockey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's another one that would be fun. I think that uh, that's a little more the dribble up situation. Yeah. A little more skill based, a little more fun to watch and you can, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You use your skill moves. Yeah, and you also see how goalkeepers close. Yes, that is a good idea. Yeah, injuries. <laughs> the original MLS got one thing right, and they got rid of it. <laughs> well, I'll if we're gonna PKs, or this game is on right now, or a replay of it, but Club America uh, and Nashville went to PKs, and they had a situation where it's at the end of six, and literally the entire stadium thinks that one team has won the game because he puts it in, or it gets blocked. But then they review, and the goalkeeper steps off his line like half a foot. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, like, the entire stadium is going wild. And it's it a like, retake? It is a retake. And it went the other way. Oh, crap. So, Club America ended up losing, and it was just like, talk about a swing of emotions. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they blame the ref. Yeah. But they <laughs> yeah. have the re the replays. Yeah. Are watching, you know, cameras are watching everything. And, yeah. and if he's off his line. On, on PKs, it's pretty – you can – pretty clearly is go to camera and like eliminate any yeah. any sort of spur of the moment mistake that happens because there's so many cameras on these games now yeah 
But uh, we also, like we mentioned earlier, went to the Women's World Cup match. We can start talking about the U.S. women. Talking about the watch party? Yeah. You down. said you went to the match. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> you went <laughs> to Australia in <laughs> yeah. a week? Yeah, yeah quick, <laughs> quick flyover to Australia. Uh, but no. Uh, skip. Mike and I went down to Power and Light at 4 a.m. on Sunday morning to watch the U.S. versus Sweden. Uh, we can go ahead and throw some of our reactions out here for that game. Obviously disappointed. Uh, but what were some key takeaways for y'all when you watch this game or reactions? Uh, Mike, you go ahead. Uh, they needed to play better leading up to the game. I felt like the media narrative did not help them in some weird way. Like they just were very, very negative and they probably got in their own heads. They did play better in this elimination game uh, than they had before. That's for sure. But it seemed like it was just a game that they could lose like right out of the gate mm. given the, the past performances. So, um, but yeah, what do you do? It goes to PKs. Anyone's going to win. So I'm going to, I'm going to um, offer a, a, a counter story, right? Of course the media was on them. And I feel like as Americans, we're very reactionist. Like, so, okay, we've been playing poorly. Everybody's on their backs, but you see the result, right? Maybe that was their wake up call. Cause I, I heard a lot of criticism of Carly Lloyd's comments. Right. And I'm like, well, she actually kept it real. Cause nothing she said wasn't true. It was mm -hmm. all facts, right? The yeah. goal post that, that post, was the best player on the field, she said. <laughs> like That was the man of the match because mm -hmm. we could have yeah. been packing up. And we all recognized that, that the team wasn't in sync, right? So everybody knows that. But because of, you know, her position and just, you know, her candidness, it maybe rubbed people the wrong way. But look how they responded. They actually played their best, but like you said, it was a little too late. So I agree with you on that. But um, as far as the power and light watch party, like, shout out to KC. Like, everybody showed yeah. up to support that team. A lot of memes going around about waking up four in the morning and it's crowded and powering light for a soccer game. So I think that's a beautiful thing. We just got to get it together, starting yeah. with Andonovsky. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's probably not going to be around. I don't see him around. I don't. Yeah. Um, I, one, was curious. I was, like, you know, searching other uh, MLS teams and uh, NWSL teams to see if any other cities were doing a watch party, and yeah. I couldn't find any. From any other team. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like so many and larger had, cities and we're the ones that And we had a full yeah. power and light uh, district. I will say I am disappointed they were not selling beer until 6 a.m. Um, you had to wait. I had to wait. <laughs> I did bring a flask, so don't worry about that. Um, it, when I was watching the game, obviously I think one thing that stood out was Sweden's goalkeeper mates. Just I think about three just game – what ended up to be game-saving uh, saves. But she was – very much on her job. I mean, I would have obviously liked and expected one of those to go in, but at the end of the day, you have to keep getting better chances. And I think like about three good shots throughout the game, isn't going to get it done. And I feel like what we've seen from the coaching didn't one probably bring the right roster. Uh, we can talk about like the roster construction or like why Megan Rapino was even on this team. Uh, but it seemed like we weren't allowing Alex Morgan to be like a true number nine in any sense. And we're sort of drifting around on our, our attack, just hoping something breaks through, but without any real plan of attack there. And just in the past that's worked, but mm -hmm. it definitely looked like our offense was sort of non coordinated. And, and, and definitely when we see plays, like when we did watch Brazil play the buildup they had 
they knew what they were doing and they knew where each other were and mm-hmm. it looked like a very coordinated attack. This team in the group stage scored four goals and we played Vietnam. Yeah. Didn't last World Cup. We yeah. probably scored 20 goals in the group stage. Like I remember one game in particular, we were scoring goals at rapid pace. Yep. And it just seemed like we just we didn't, we didn't figure it out in the final third. So there you go then. It's the forwards. It's, it's not it's not Megan Rapino. Like I think when Megan Rapino came in the game, she was looking for Meg, for um uh, Morgan. Mm-hmm. She was looking for Alex Morgan. You can see it was very deliberate. But the defense was the, was the shining star. I thought um, yeah two shots on goal the entire tournament like that's incredible mm-hmm. you know so defensively was solid Naomi Gurman was a standout star I think that's the shining light right there and of course Julie Ertz was solid so the fact that they just started working together and they were solid in defense um, they hardly conceded any goals and in any other situation a, a, a team that's that solid in defense would probably advance but because we couldn't score any, I think 19 shots on goal and we couldn't put anything in the net. Yeah. That's kind of sad, man. That's kind of yeah. sad. And so. I think, I mean, obviously, Julie Ertz is a big loss. She officially announced her retirement for the women's national team yeah. after this. Uh, but, man, what an amazing World Cup performance for someone who's we're not going to see anymore. Switches to a new position. Yeah. A very tough well position. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, doesn't allow a single goal. Talk about flexibility. Yeah. 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 Like she that's, can play any position, literally. <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. That's wild. <clears throat> that's wild. And, and you could also argue, like, what if? I know life is full of what ifs, but what if Becky Sauberin was there? What if she hadn't been injured? What yeah. if Rose Lavelle had not gotten suspended? Yeah. Right? It would have been a different result. I honestly feel that. But it is what it is. We were deep enough to advance, but we didn't. We had it. We had the deepest team. There's no reason. Like, yeah. there's no, I can't. Jackson and I were making comments like, are we going to sub any of our players? It seemed like we didn't until – Until – that's on the coach. Until they wanted to have, like, PK specialists come on who – I mean, yeah. I know Meg <laughs> missed her PK, and then I forget – O'Hara missed. Um, yeah, so Sophie my, Smith. My, my, yeah, my girl Sophia Smith missed, and Megan Rapino missed. Your best shooters all yeah. missed. It's a jinx. Like, uh, it's wild. Know, Dark comedy, like she said, dark comedy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot going on there. Um, I think we could keep talking about the U.S. Uh, women's team until it, you know, until it <laughs> turns dark. But uh, we can shift our focus to some of the other games. Um, what what else have you noticed? And, and we can start looking forward to of, of what teams we think are really going to make well, make the finals. And Since, since you brought it up, um, we had – I remember we had taken a poll who we thought was going to advance from the group stages. Yeah. <laughs> we, we totally got that wrong. We actually won. You had yeah. three, right? <laughs> and, me and, and me and Mike had two, right? Um, but yeah, it was totally upside down. Yeah, this, this World Cup, I mean, we saw Germany and Brazil both not make uh, knockout stages, uh, which is absolutely astonishing. It the is. U.S. barely squeaked by. Um, I mean, shit, Australia, I think, barely even got out, although they're looking great now. Um, but That's true. They barely got out, but then they, they caught fire. Yeah. So And, you know, now that they're playing home – well, they've always been playing home games. but We all got Group A right because that was easy. Um, Mike had Norway. I had uh, New Zealand. Jackson had Switzerland. <laughs> Someone had to get it right. <laughs> uh, Mike was wrong with Canada. Obviously, they were out. Uh, me and Jackson were right about Australia, uh, Group C. Mike had Spain. I had Spain. Jackson had Japan. Japan looked really good. So Jackson Japan was still on there. Good. 
Mike had England. England has advanced. They don't look good. I had <laughs> Haiti. I thought they would be a dark horse. They eliminated. Jackson had China. They were terrible. Yeah, that was and a bad one. I really all- thought there was going to be some Asian domination. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we were all wrong on group, group E. USA did not succeed. Same with Group F. Brazil did not succeed. Um, and obviously Sweden have advanced. So Group G was pretty easy. We did we did get Italy wrong. Italy sucked. <laughs> so we had them runners up and they didn't Damn. advance. And lastly, Group H, Germany, they have done terribly. Yeah, that's... I did have the second dark horse, though. Morocco did well. Yeah, Morocco, Morocco had a little run and they almost kept, I mean... We talked about their women's team doing what their men's team yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. They, they ran into um, France and obviously that's when the run ended. <laughs> yeah, France has looked surprisingly uh, good. They've been able to score the, this last few rounds, and maybe that was just because against Morocco, but four points is nothing to bat an eye at when they have a, as good as a defense as France does that four points should win any match. So we could do predictions now, yeah, let's now that we're in the yeah, knockout yes. rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's throw these together. Uh, first up, we have Spain and Netherlands, which is tomorrow at 8 p.m., and by tomorrow I mean Thursday at 8 p.m. for th- whenever you're listening to this. Um, so Spain, Netherlands, what – Boy, what a game. Spain's going to play this Spanish tiki-taka kind of football, and the Netherlands are just going to try to out-physical uh, and just bruise, <laughs> bruise them off the ball. So you got these two. I have no idea who's winning this game. but I, I got Netherlands because they could do yeah. both. They can play the finesse game and they can play the speed power game. I'm going to take Spain. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll break the tie with the Netherlands. I, I kind of like the way they've been playing. Um I mean, they're able to get through against a tough group with the U.S. and then win their first matchup against against South Africa. That's not too hard to do, but uh, they still did it. And I think Spain has showed some weakness this World Cup, and they're they've shown they they have the ability to lose. And I think the Netherlands was keep it rolling. They've been having a good World Cup. Nothing outstanding, but no reason to to doubt them right now. I don't think so. Yeah, I think most of the you know, analysts and bloggers have Spain as the favorite now. Um, but I think they've had an easier road, so I'm going to go with Netherlands. I think in, in that bracket, J- um, Japan beat Sweden as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I I'm think obviously... the semifinal will be Netherlands and Sweden. I'm sorry, Netherlands and uh, Japan. Yeah, I'm obviously going to take Japan. I'm not going to jump off this <laughs> this train just yet. Yeah, why jump, why yeah. jump off now? They're looking great where they come off a 3-1 win against Norway. Um, they beat Spain leading up to that game. They're looking great. Have you seen the other side of the bracket? France has an easy road, man. Oh, yeah, man. that's... Fuck, France I mean, has it easy. Yeah, the other side of the bracket's kind of... Whoever gets to the final, I don't think. Maybe they will have a chance because the other teams have just been duking it out. But Does Australia have Mewis back? Mewis is injured. American. Oh, yeah. is it a different Mewis? No, no. Uh, Mewis is dating one of the players on Australia. Oh, so um, wow. I don't know which player she's dating. Well, TMZ. Um, but yeah, that's why she was at the game, and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Australia looks good. I mean, that's that that will be an interesting one. Australia, France. Um, Australia doesn't have a chance against France. Let's stop playing that. Oh man, home field advantage. <laughs> home field advantage. They they aren't they aren't the worst team. Um, well, it's well, been an unpredictable World Cup, so I shouldn't say that so confidently. I was confident yeah. Brazil would advance, but <laughs> honestly, uh, France got experience, talent. They got everything, man. Australia has home home field advantage, so I see your point. Yeah. 
Um, and, and like I said in the preview uh, prediction podcast, I do still think Sam Kerr is one of the best players in the tournament for Australia. Um, she's kind of been on limited minutes. I'm not really sure yeah, why. That's who I was. That's who, yeah. yeah. That's why I've been <laughs> yeah. You're thinking Sam Mewis. You said Sam Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like dating. So, yeah. Okay. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. So no wonder you're going for Australia. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I've been kind of questioning the Australian decision to like keep Kerr off the field so much. I don't think that bodes well as you like, you know, you want to rest them, but you also want them to be in games and get that experience. So we'll see how she can play. Uh, definitely gets a defense like France. Um, th- th- that'll be a fun one. I'm, I mean, I think it could go anywhere. I guess I'll end up taking Australia just because I, I really do think home field can play a big role in tournaments like these and really bring some pressure onto the French team. This is sad, bro. <laughs> Spain, Spain, yeah, there you go. They were already second to um, Japan in Group C. Yeah, yeah, Japan swept that group nine points yeah. uh, pretty easily, too. Uh, but we have one more quarterfinal match, England-Columbia. Uh, you know what? I'm sticking with with my English hate. I'm going Columbia, man. Yeah, me too. I am, too. We're all going Columbia. Fuck England. <laughs> that country sucks. Um, that's my that's my homeland, man. That's <laughs> I can't, I, you know, I'm biased, obviously, but um, I just think Columbia's a better team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a story, though. Mm-hmm. They make the semifinals. That would be. Yes, that's a dope story. Yeah. Especially since, like, you know, the the men's team has never reached the quarterfinal. I can't remember in my lifetime the men's ever reaching the quarterfinal. So, like, historically, you know, on the continent of South America, has always been Brazil, Argentina. You know. And sometimes they show up, but ne- never this deep. Yeah, and I think um, I mean South America hasn't had the best success in the women's game, so having a team like this make a run would be just awesome. And yeah. I'm not sure it. I think it'd be the second time a South American team would make the semifinals. Um, I'm doing a quick count right now. You got one, two, three, four, five from Europe. Obviously, one, two from Asia, Australia, and Japan, and then one from South America. So five, two, and one. <laughs> yeah. Still European domination, yep. but it's getting better. Yeah, Brazil has been in the semifinals twice, so this would be the second nation from South America to make it to the semifinals if they can win. Um, so that'd be fun for... And USA, they, they've made the quarterfinals before, uh, 2002, nope. the well, men's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a, just a decent year. Landon Donovan was on that team. Yep. Well, they ended up losing. Yep. So uh, we're going to win the World Cup, though, now. <laughs> With the quarterfinals set, do you, do you just want to take an outright winner right now? Yeah, outright winner. I'm all with it. Um, let's go, France. Mike? I'm going to say Sweden. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm I'm sticking with Japan. We'll we'll keep we'll keep those girls uh, close, and Mike and I will. One of us will be sad on Friday or really Saturday morning. Let's get up and watch that one, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, so, that's two thirty in the morning Friday. So I guess yeah, we'll wake up for work on Friday and uh, see see who's gonna be sad. But wouldn't it be incredible though? Like if I'm right, the men's were in the final. You know, obviously lost to Argentina in yeah. that epic, you know, Messi getting his first World Cup. So the men, the French men's team, 
win the final and, and if the French women's team go, that would be a good storyline. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a good spot. We can sort of transition talking about Messi. Um, a lot of rumors are being generated amongst around star players coming to the MLS. So I just want to take some time. We don't need to um, really speak to the validity of these, but more in a hypothetical sense of what we think uh, some of these players coming to the U.S. would do, who we who we personally would like to see come to the U.S. Uh, but I'll go ahead and list some of these rumors to start. We saw Neymar, I believe, has officially been released from his team in Brazil. Uh, so he is a free agent able to sign anywhere he chooses right now. Um, and then there have been some rumors around MLS seeking out to sign Mbappe to a similar deal as Messi. Um, there's been no word from Mbappe himself, uh, but MLS has officially started putting together a package to sign him or, you know, make the attempt. And then there's also the ongoing rumors around people uh, like Antonio Griezmann, who has stated that he would like to come play in the U.S. at some point. Um, when that is, who knows um, if that's going to be soon. They, You know, there's been some questions, uh, reporters trying to press him on, does that mean you're going to go in 2024? But no real, no, no real answers there. Um, so I guess we'll start with, um, do you think... One, do you think there's any chance Mbappe comes to the MLS in the next two years? We can't afford him. <laughs> How can you never say never? Two, two years? I don't know. Man, who could who could predict what's going to happen at this point? Anything Messi does is cool, though. And maybe, yeah. maybe he wants to come live in America. But I can already tell what U.S. media is kind of doing with Messi. They're, like, trying to figure out who this guy is. Have you noticed this? Yeah. And all these, like, little, like... Messi is not a Hollywood, you know, person. It kind of just, it kind of irks me that we're like trying to like sensationalize him and do all these, like, this is just a man who loves doing what he does and also happens to be amazingly good at it. And like, can't you just let it be that? Like (laughs) all this other, like, man, we're weird. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think Mbappe is coming here anytime soon. Uh, I think we can put that rumor to bed, but um, we can go ahead and wildly speculate about other people. Well, Uh, I mean, Let's let's just like I don't know. Let's just like play fairy tales. If Messi's close with him, he could kind of talk to him, right? Because yeah. they were former teammates. They seem to have a good relationship. I don't know how much weight I put in that, but you know anything can happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen, but yeah. If if Messi is more more likely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, if Messi has Miami, where would Mbappe land? Do you think what what city does he get? L. A. <laughs> yeah, L.A. Yeah. It could only be L.A. <clears throat> yeah. Um, wouldn't it be fun if you, like, went to Orlando? Get, like, a Florida Derby going. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, yeah. <laughs> and Bob, he's yeah. just like, Orlando's yeah. mine now. He, he he gets to own Disney World. <laughs> That's his compensation. I, you're thinking like a businessman, but it makes perfect sense because you look at Manchester, the Manchester City, Manchester United derby. Yeah. You know Arsenal, Chelsea. It's good for football. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, you just own Disney. That's your payment, and live in Orlando now. <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so I think if right now, if you could have any player come to the MLS from you know, anywhere, who would you, who would you want to come over and, and where do you think you would want them to land? You know, who could come over is Harry Kane. 
Why not? I want him to play for Sporting Kansas City. He's going to Bayern. He's going to Bayern. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of speculation that Tottenham's getting in the way of themselves on that deal, too, uh, which is hilarious to me. Uh, But anyway, yeah, uh, Harry Kane would be an interesting one, although that means Sporting wouldn't win any trophies, so not too happy about that move. But (laughs) it'd be cool to see a a good striker like that. who else would we like to see come over here in the in in a perfect world? Um, um let's go with Hmm. Chris, do you have any ideas? I'm trying to think. Maybe I mean, we've got all these like ex Barcelona guys. Maybe somebody I think I think like what league? Yeah. Um it's such a global game. There's so many names, man. There's so many names floating around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person who I like to watch a lot is uh, Raheem Sterling. That'd be a fun person to bring over. Um, yeah, he's at the end of his career, too. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. He's a – well, he used to be a lot quicker, but quick little guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. I, I don't think he's little, but, <laughs> you know. He's with Chelsea. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't see anybody like Kevin De Bruyne or some of these people who are, like, real technical savages – yeah, like you could say Messi is, but I see some of those people really like. If you think they would scoff, like I just see Kevin De Bruyne talking about the MLS and being like, "Trash." Yeah, you know there is the link between Man City and uh, NYC. Um, they really haven't utilized that at all, besides sending players over to Europe. Um, you think maybe is Kevin De Bruyne? I don't. What is he like? Twenty eight, twenty nine right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how old he is, but maybe if he gets to like thirty five, maybe send him to. Minor League Man City, New York City. I'm kind of surprised and disappointed with both the New York teams. Like, how are you the one of the biggest cities in the world and yeah. can't bring any superstars? There isn't true. Like, Who what do you even doing? know on those teams? There's no, yeah. there's no memorable names. Well, Pele played for the New York Cosmos. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> 50, <laughs> yeah, like nice years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he was like 40. We just had the greatest, and then we took a hiatus. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's amazing. That I'm sad. Amazing. I'm from that's New York, true. and I'm like, man, we're not making no moves. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, it's always I, it's always L.A. and you know, obviously now Florida, but yeah, same, yeah. Like, I suppose same in basketball. You know, Miami Heat and L.A. Lakers. Yeah, no, that's no one, fair point. Gotta, no one wants to go to the yeah. Knicks. Much. <laughs> you know who I bet wants to come to the United States is Ronaldo. Why not? Yeah, you know, I he's think been he'd watching fit. Messi. He's <laughs> probably sick of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, you can only take so much. Um, you know who else uh, should like really try more is Chicago. I mean, when they brought in uh, uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, that was like a leap forward. But then they didn't do anything ever since then. Uh, really, it just kind of like stalled out. Like I don't even know what Sh- they're doing over Shakiri. in Chicago. But oh Shakiri, yeah, they have Shakiri now. It didn't really work. Yeah, he's kind of like <laughs> floundering. But maybe if he had teammates around him that were skilled to, and maybe if he didn't always look so pissed off at them. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, Shakiri and, and Wayne Rooney, I would love to see those two talk over a beer. <laughs> they they look like the same person to me. I don't know what they would talk about, but they're always pissed off and on about something. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we got Shakiri. That's a good. That was a good. Yeah, that's pretty good. He, was him. he at Man United before? He's on one of Liverpool. The, yeah, one of the red teams. <laughs> Couldn't quite figure out which yeah, one. Yeah, let's get someone from Liverpool. Who are we getting from Liverpool? Uh, Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Yeah, he's actually, be... No, surprisingly, he's top five selling jerseys. Yeah. You would never think it. So he's a popular guy, and then you could also look at the um, you know, the, the demographic shift, right? Him being from an Islamic nation, 
you know, he, he gets that segment of the population, you know, English football, Premier League's pretty much broadcast in every yeah. country, so you got eyes on you. Man, that's actually a great look. I'm trying to think of what city has a big uh, Muslim population in the U.S. I can't really. Uh, I can't think of any either. But there's probably lots of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, probably New York would probably be the biggest. But, um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, oh, I guess. Uh, oh, man. I can't even remember what I was just thinking about. Um, Lewandowski would be fun. He's sort of on the tail end of his career, too. Yeah, he would but be a good one. Yeah. High-profile uh, striker. Last night, Hany Mukhtar. He's Islamic. Oh, uh, yeah. German player. Amazing. Yeah, how he's long great. is how He's long? having a ton of success. He's like the face of Nashville. Yeah, throw Salah with Hany uh, Mukhtar. Make a super team in Nashville. Sorry to cut you off, but how how many, how many long is Lewandowski's contract with Barcelona? Uh, No idea. Um, probably not long given yeah, Barcelona's think, financial problems. Yeah, this, their financial problems, and <laughs> also you don't want to sign old players to max contracts. Yeah. It's always like one year and then renew option. Yeah, yeah, yeah that could be possible. <clears throat> uh, looks like it's just through twenty six. Is his last season? Okay, which is kind of surprising, but yeah, that's hella surprising. <laughs> Another fun player in the U.S. Let's get Holland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll never happen either. Yeah, he'll go, be a good fit. Minnesota has a lot of Swedes and and uh, Scandinavian people up there. I mean, you think Messi's scoring a lot of goals? Imagine Holland here. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would be the ridiculous man. <laughs> no one could stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, but, yeah, we can wildly speculate all day. Uh, I think MLS is making some good strides forward. Um, I guess, realistically, do you think Neymar is going to come to the MLS this year? No. When you say this year, you sp- the latter half of this season? Play yeah. Like yeah. Talking about the season. Yeah. Nah. He, he has, I believe, the option to, given that his contract is terminated right now, that it wouldn't be a transfer. Um, so he wouldn't have to fit into a transfer window, but... Yeah, they already started taking names off of uh, PSG's Park the Prince Stadium. Have you, have you seen that meme? Yeah, yeah, they're taking Mbappe's names and and posters off of of Neymar and whatnot. But I think Neymar has a, a lot high likelihood of coming because everybody's fed up with him. Why not just come here? <laughs> Piss someone yeah. off here. He's yeah, pissed, he pissed off so many people. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see him quite having the messy effect where he's making everybody amazing out of the gate. No, 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 he's not the type of player that makes everybody better. But he he's gonna get a lot of fans. The kids love him. Yeah, he's flashy, and you know Brazilian flair is just attractive. You know, what if we send him to Houston? They need something going on down there. That team's pretty stagnant. Yep, I think he'll go to a Florida team because of the Brazilian pop. Oh, Boston has a lot of uh, has a huge Brazilian population. Oh, wow. yeah, I didn't know one. that. St. Louis City put him with the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do we want to talk about Sporting KC at all, or should we just end it, end it here? It's going to make us all sad. Yeah. We're not doing anything we for need, three We weeks. need that hiatus, yeah. You know. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll take a break from talking about Sporting. Uh, so this is probably about the end. Anything else? Uh, what's going on in your personal lives, personal soccer? What, what, what do we have on schedule? Anything going on? Uh yeah, we've been doing leagues. Chris has been officiating amazing games, and we have playoffs on August 26th. We're checking rosters, so no funny business. <laughs> no signing Neymar. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I don't really have much going on soccer-wise. We're in between summer and fall seasons, so uh, just sort of hanging out. Uh, might try to go play some pickups sometime. You found but, your soccer stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, my car was um, recovered, so I'll get all my old soccer stuff back. So I'll have another set of goalie gloves, a backup pair of cleats. This will be cool. And, yeah. What else? We're going to not watch... I'm gonna watch. We're gonna get up early. Watch this game, uh, women's World Cup game, Sweden and. Oh man, yeah, maybe. Let's um, do it. <laughs> you guys, um, you guys no, gotta stop. Not. Stop losing sleep, man. You end up looking like me. They replay them. I tell you guys, watch the replays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, it's always better live, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Oh, uh, uh, one thing I do want to. I do want to bring this up. Uh, parking at PNL was twenty dollars. I did not know that. Uh, what? Yeah. Don't pay for parking. Well, I, I thought it was like five dollars. I yeah. got scammed. I was leaving and the and it was like twenty dollars. Like fuck me, man. I thought I legitimately thought it was like five dollars. So I'm like, that's fine. I'll pay I definitely that. I definitely would pay on a party night because obviously yeah. there's nowhere else to go. But on a night like that where this this free street parking, I'll probably find somewhere yeah. free and then walk up. Yeah, I thought I thought because like I'd be leaving at like six a.m. It'd be like way cheaper <laughs> and like not. But I don't know, so we don't got to go back for the five a.m. beers. Yeah, don't park at PNL at six a.m. on a Sunday; you'll get screwed. So that's free advice to everyone. Speaking of beers, we're gonna go get beer right now. Sounds good. <laughs> well, right. yep. So we'll be back probably in a week, week and a half, and uh, hopefully there'll be some good results, and hopefully Japan gets this title. All right, thanks everyone. Go Sweden.